Greetings and welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host, Pete Lorimer, former hit record producer and now host of the show Stay Here on Netflix and owner of LA's most creative boutique real estate firm, PLG Estates. On the podcast, you will always find business and real estate strategies, marketing techniques, and tips for the entrepreneur. So hit the big bloody subscribe button, would you? Uh, Give it a like, and also please share this podcast with someone else that might get value from it. Good evening and welcome to this very special webinar, which is with my old mate, Andrew Flatchner, one of the creators of Real Scout, which PLG Estates has been deploying for many, many, many years. And honestly, the word game changer is thrown around a lot, but I got to tell you, Real Scout has been a massive game changer for us. All of our agents love it and use it as a way for us to actually see who's real in the foggy mystery landscape of which buyers are doing what and it is an honor and a privilege to be digitally quarantined with you on this webinar for the next seven and a half hours Andrew that's right maybe maybe eight (laughs) (laughs) it won't be that long guys no, it's, it's, we should wrap up in probably 30 minutes. My name is Andrew Flackner. I'm president and co-founder of Real Scout, And I'm joined here by my colleague, Bart Marcioni, who is the ver- very first employee at Real Scout. He also oversees all of our implementations nationwide. So Bart, I don't know if you want to just say a few words about yourself. Sure. Thank you, Andrew. Delighted to be with you folks. Yeah, my name is Bart Marcioni. I'm the uh, vice president of brokerage relationships at Real Scout. My team and I are responsible for making sure that all of our brokerage partners are getting success with the Real Scout platform. Look forward to talking to you again in a few minutes. All right. Thanks, Bart. So on behalf of our entire team at Real Scout, I thought I'd just start by saying, hope that you, your families are well, and that together as a PLG family, that you have all the resources you need to you know, weather the uh, economic impact of, of what we face. Today, we're going to be talking about the market disruption playbook. And after this call, Peter is going to send out a digital copy of the playbook. And of course, we're recording this webinar. And so do you agree with the fact that we are in a state of market disruption? Payment says yes. I mean, it's interesting, Andrew. I mean, my opinion is, of course, the market is disrupted. But do we wallow in the misery of it all? Or do we kind of like let it bounce off our chests and plan towards when we turn the corner, which for all intents and purposes, I believe that we will be turning the corner of at least optimism by the last week of April, first week in May, when hopefully the cases will drop and, you know, we will see the apex begin to decline. That's the hope anyway. Sure. So, you know, I, I agree with you. It's, it's best to prepare for the turnaround. And so I wanted to, you know, start off with this quick exercise. If you could complete this prompt by just throwing your answer into the chat widget there. If you're more comfortable writing it down on a post-it, go for it. But you know, this is a two-part exercise. The first part is market disruption has added the most stress to this area of my business. So go ahead and just throw that into the chat there. Okay, meetings with clients. All right, and hopefully you're, you're writing this down if you're not throwing into the chats. Meetings, yep, completely. Uh, earlier I heard somebody say, 
conversations with clients, right? That can be kind of stressful and, and some people don't know exactly how to approach these conversations. Buyer hesitation, absolutely. So, you know, this is the, the first part of the exercise. Now, I want to challenge you to rephrase this prompt. And this is right in line with how Peter's, you know, messaging this. Market disruption was the best thing that happened to this area of my business. Okay, now no, no need to respond to this. But what would have to happen to make this second statement true? Everyone with me? Uh, and this is not to, to trivialize the challenges that you face, that we face together. But when it comes to you taking action with the cards you've been dealt, when it comes to how you respond, your mindset, the tools in your toolkit, it's your preparation that's going to help define your outcome. And that's what today's all about. That's what the content's all about. We've built this multi-part series to help agents like you. Part one of this playbook is what we're going to go over today. And it offers a framework that helps you make sense of how your clients are reacting. And also the actions that you can take, to Peter's point, to not only protect the impact to your immediate business, but also how you can really thrive in the market recovery, how you can plan and prepare for that. So if you don't already have a copy of this playbook, you'll get one shortly. We're going to be talking about why client engagement is critical now. And that's, you know, the short, short of it is we want to mitigate short-term impact to your business, but also prepare for a recovery. And then I'm going to pass it off to Bart to go into some advanced tactics on how to keep clients engaged with Real Scout and with other tools that, that you may be familiar with, maybe a couple you haven't heard of before. And this is all designed for when traditional activities such as in-person home tours or open houses just isn't feasible. So we'll wrap it up with some quick high ROI tech wins for everyone on the line today. So thank you for making the time. Feel free to use that, that chat box if you have any questions that pop up. We'll also save some time at the end for, for some Q&A. And then Peter, interrupt me whenever you'd like to, to kind of sure. chime in here. But, uh, you know. I mean, one thing I, I, I will say is this, and I, I've spoken about this at the meetings, right? It's like when we get lemons, it's our duty to kind of turn them into lemonade. And one thing I know every single person had not enough of a month ago was time. And it was like, if only I can organize my CRM, if only I can put all my clients in the correct order, if only I can get my marketing plan up, if only da, 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 da. So this is the time. Look at this as a blessing because you will go back. We will look back at this period and go, shit, I wish I'd really kind of put everything in order at that point because we're going to be off to the races again sooner than you know. Yeah. So uh, I agree with that. With that, I want to, you know, one of the things that people don't necessarily have time for is putting their clients into real scout. And so I want to share some new advanced tactics with regards to that. But just to set the stage, why is client engagement critical now? And there are many agents out there who are in wait and see mode, or who are hibernating, or who are shutting down. This is not the time to shut down. This is the time to double down, right? Keeping clients engaged is mission critical when there's a market disruption, however temporary that disruption may be. Uh, and there's a few reasons for that. First of all, you want to keep business flowing in the short term to the best of your ability. You also want to prevent your book of business from shrinking, right? Your pipeline from shrinking. And that'll save you money down the road because it takes a lot of money and effort to bring those clients back into their you know, serious nature. Uh, and then finally, you want to ensure there's a quick recovery when the conditions do go back to normal. And so Here's how we look at a pipeline at Real Scout. There's a lot of different ways to look at pipeline. You may have your own vocabulary around this, but you know, you have, of course, you have your potential clients. And those are the clients who are not considering buying or selling in the immediate future, right? They may be in your sphere of influence, but they're probably low loyalty, I would say. And again, it requires some significant nurturing before you can move them up into the higher intent categories. 
you have the opportunistic clients, right? These are the ones who are sitting on the sidelines, kind of waiting for the right parameters to buy or sell. They're eager to transact under the right circumstances or with the right guidance. And that's where you come in. And they may be committed to you or ready to commit to you. And then, of course, we don't need to explain the serious ones all that much. The serious clients are the ones who are most valuable in the short term. They're already in the process of buying or selling. They're high loyalty. They're probably not going to fall out of your pipeline. So we're all familiar with this framework. And again, you might have your own you know, words that you assign to these categories. But what happens in a market disruption is that you have a retreat in your clients. You have a retreat in your pipeline. Sometimes that can happen rather dramatically. And so many serious clients will downgrade into opportunistic buyers that are only looking for great deals or opportune circumstances. And then you also see a shift from both serious and opportunistic buyers into this potential category. Now, the key here is this. If clients stop considering a transaction altogether, they may not remain loyal when conditions improve, right? There may be significant cost and effort to bring those clients back up the pipeline again. So the bottom line is, Keep clients around for the rebound. Okay, that's almost a tongue twister, but keep clients around for the rebound. And I'm going to talk about how to do that today. But this is what it looks like. It's essentially installing firewalls into your pipeline to prevent this full retreat in your pipeline because you can't afford to have that retreat happen in your pipeline. And so it may be that serious clients may not be possible right now for practical reasons. They can't get into homes. They're stressed out, et cetera but they can be retained as opportunistic clients, both in the short run and then again to ensure a speedy pipeline recovery when this is behind us. One way to do this, one way to keep tabs on your buyers, of course, is to have them on RealScout. If they're searching on third-party portals and you have no visibility into their behavior or their search intensity, well, you have fewer data points to help install these firewalls on your pipeline. I don't want to steal too much of Bart's thunder. He's going to go into this in more detail, but I've broken it down into three pillars to maintain client motivation. Now, when you look at the words on your screen, you may think to yourself, oh, we've heard this before. Relationships matter, network matters. I get it. But there's a new spin, a new twist on all of this, right? When it comes to your personal relationships that you have with your clients, your clients need you more now than ever before. Make no mistake about that, right? And there are local rules and policies that are changing in real time. There are open house regulations. There's mortgage forbearance. If there's ever been a time to be informed about what's happening, this is changing on a day-by-day basis. And if your clients know more than you do because they they watch the nightly news or they read the headlines, that will be a problem. When it comes to your network, okay, here's a new way to think about your network. Your opportunistic clients, which is probably the, the largest part of your pipeline right now after we've seen that retreat from serious buyers and serious sellers, they're looking for deals. They're looking for hidden listings. Maybe that'd be you know, an office listing or a coming soon listing. Maybe that's just a listing that has gone unnoticed given the, the craziness in the environment right now. They're looking for hitting listings and they're also looking for access to buyers, which you have as well. So that's how we kind of think about the business network. And uh, yeah, go ahead, Peter. Yeah. One thing I wanted to mention as well is, and I'm, I'm sure we can do this through Real Scout, but I'm a very big believer in letting the evidence speak for us. So instead of us just saying, you know, I think it's a great time to buy and you need to rush out because there are deals out there. I think what I would do, let's just use the example of in LA of Hancock Park. If I was representing a buyer in Hancock Park or the greater Hancock Park area, I would now start showing them homes that I think we may not be 30 days out yet, but pretty soon we're going to be seeing closings 
And the closings are going to be under list price, which is something that we haven't really seen before. And again, I think it's a moment in time. Once we turn the corner of optimism, I think this all goes away, which is something that I also feel we need to educate our buyers in and sellers in. This is not 2008 again. At least it's not right now. We're not looking at climbing out of the hole for years. It might be two or three months, but then I believe we'll be back to the races. But showing them evidence of properties that maybe took three weeks to open escrow and ones that are closing that are perhaps under list price, you've got your evidence to say, hey, if ever there was a time for you, buyer, to get a deal or a better deal, shave you know maybe two and a half, five, maybe even 10% off a price, it's now. Sure. And that's actually a perfect setup for this third pillar, which is what you're saying is the hard data and the facts are the way to ease uncertainty, right? It's easy to look at the news and have an emotional reaction to that as a seller or as a buyer. But when you come in with the hard data and the hard facts, you are the expert. You're putting some of those concerns at ease and they can make their own decision based on that data you provide to them. And so, you know, the market information, if I'm, if I'm being honest here, I think the majority of, of what I want to share on the market information is, is in part two of this webinar series, but there's plenty of good material in the, in the first two pillars that we'll cover today. So with that, I am going to pass it off to, to Bart because he's going to talk about some new tactics to keep your clients engaged. And then I'll circle back uh, at the end here. Thanks, Andrew. Okay. So those were all great points, guys. I really uh, think that it makes a lot of sense. And that's what we're going to be talking about now is tactics to keep your clients engaged. So agents who adapt quickly using new tactics will find new opportunities to engage their clients and serve their needs. You know, when I think about this time right now, this market disruption we're experiencing, it kind of reminds me of 2008 in some ways. Okay. It's not the same. You're right, Peter. You know, I was selling homes in the years leading up to 2008. I sold homes for about 10 years back then. You know, the market was hot. You might remember if you sold back then, lots of agents were doing really well. Then seemingly out of the blue, the bubble burst and the market completely changed, right? Agents who were able to adapt were the ones who survived and prospered. You know, for me, I shifted my focus to helping families through the crisis, through short sales and foreclosure prevention. All right. I was able to find new opportunities and engage a whole new set of clients for many years throughout that crisis. And so these days, the crisis is different, like Peter said. You know, we're, we're battling a virus. We're forced to stay home and slow the spread. Your clients are at home, right? They're spending more time in front of their computers, with their iPads, in front of their phones. You're going to have to enlist new tactics to engage these clients if you're going to survive and prosper too. Okay, so case in point, guys, is Cindy had a bunch of marketing go out pre-corona, kind of like madness, beginning of March. And we got a call actually two calls on this marketing where we know we can't go to the house. We can't go take a look. We can't do anything. But I'm like getting a call on marketing is so valuable and it's all about speed. And so what I did is I set up Zoom calls and I suggested to them, be in front of your laptop. And I made sure I was wearing regular, you know, not my t-shirt. I looked like I was presentable and I just (laughs) got on the Zoom call And I just did what I do when I'm in front of someone. Now, I know it was not going to be as good as in person, but with both of those meetings, because I I still took the meetings, one of them is for sure going to turn into a listing and I've never met the guy. And then the other one, he walked me around his house and he's like, whenever this is all over, come on over because I'm very interested in selling. Whereas if I just sat and waited 
or said, I'll get back to you after the corona crisis is over, those two leads would have ebbed away. So I'm a massive fan of seizing the moment through Zoom. Love it. Love it. That's a perfect example of maintaining high touch collaboration. So thank you for that, that, that story. That's great. So, you know, for example, you can use Real Scout in a remote fashion to work with them together. With that, I'd like to hand it back to Andrew to kind of recap and close us out. All right. So I'm with Peter. I hope that we have a very speedy recovery and things are back to normal before you know it. But things today are not back to normal yet. And so it's important to prevent this retreat in your pipeline. This is a rare opportunity in some ways because you will never have your clientele being such a captive audience. You will not have them in front of their computer or their iPads or their iPhones more than you do today. And so to engage them, to captivate them digitally, this is your chance to take advantage of of that opportunity. And, And to Peter's point, you may not have as much time on your hands as you do today. So when you put that all into the mix, there's some great ways to captivate buyers uh, using Real Scout, using some of these other tools. And we hope you uh, get a chance to take some notes. We'll be sending out the materials after this call as well. I just want to chime in with a couple of final thoughts as well, which is, uh, you know, I'm a tech nerd, but even I had some aha moments. I really appreciate you guys at Real Scout kind of taking the initiative and doing this webinar for us because... I've been using it a long time, but I had some aha moments. I know some of the other guys did. I'm getting texts and chats on from the guys. So I personally want to thank you both for taking the time to do this because it is absolutely invaluable to us. Thank you, Peter. Really appreciate that. You know, uh, I think we are fair amount over time, so we do have to wrap here. But if there are any other questions, please uh, email us, support at realscott.com. Our team is here to serve you. So with that, thanks so much for your time. Stay healthy, stay well. And uh, we're looking forward to catching you for the next part of this Disruption Playbook. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate it.